0: Let's sell liberty and look good doing it with Proud Libertarian. Folks, when we're selling liberty, we have to start things off by piquing interest. And what better way to pique some interest than by rocking some amazing apparel from Proud Libertarian. Personally, I'm a huge fan of their Do Good Recklessly t-shirt, but there's more than t-shirts to find. From awesome taxationist theft snapbacks to the killer Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death hoodies, Proud Libertarian has all the libertarian swag you need. And guess what? Brian Nichols Show Audience members Can rock the latest Libertarian swag And save some cash On every single order All you have to do Use code TBNS At checkout And you'll get 10% off your entire Cart at checkout. That's right. Each time you order, use code TBNS and you'll instantly get 10% off your entire order. Listen, I am super excited to have Proud Libertarian here as a sponsor on The Brian Nichols Show, so do me a favor. Head over there to Proud Libertarian. Place your order today. Use code TBNS at checkout. Save 10% on your order and help support Libertarian entrepreneurs today.
1: Can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on
0: and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot.
1: (laughs)
0: Happy Friday, folks. Yes, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. I am your humble host, Brian Nichols, and thank you for joining us on the uh, trifecta, the, the, the bookend here to, a yes, the trifecta of three phenomenal episodes this week. We started things off by being joined by Phil Labonte from All That Remains. On Wednesday, we have Corey DeAngelis from the Reason Foundation discussing school choice. And today, we are joined by the chair of the Libertarian Party, one Joe Bishop Henchman. And today... We're talking about less libertarian elected support system, a new support system put in place. Yes, less is more where we can help support local libertarians elected in office right now, figuring out what worked and how we can make sure we focus on what works going forward. So Joe Bishop-Henchman is on the show to discuss all that and more. So without further ado, onto the show, Joe bishop Benjamin here on The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Great to be with you again, Brian. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, Joe. Good to have you back. Thanks for uh, for a return yeah. to the Brian Nichols Show. And as always, it's great to uh, hear. What's happening in Libertarian world, specifically looking at that in the the hierarchy of the Libertarian Party? But first, Joe, what's been going on since we last had you in the show? I know we we just did the quick math. We're ballparked like six to seven months here since you uh officially became the the new chair of the Libertarian Party. So what's been going on since we last spoke uh, all the way back in the summer of 2020?
1: I mean, it seems like an eternity ago, but it's a lot of uh, great things happening. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's and even uh, even just the since twenty twenty one began, it feels like an eternity. Um, uh, it, it's been it's been nonstop. Uh, record numbers of activists signing up, record fundraising, um, lot, lots of growth, lots of activity happening. Um, so you know, today just to take today, I've been checking in with uh one of our st- one of our state legislators in Wyoming, who's uh managing uh legislation that he's pushing on the floor. We just Uh, beat back a terrible bill in Indiana that would have harmed our ballot access. So working with the people on the ground there, um, we've got some litigation we might be doing in another state, which I guess I can't mention because we haven't actually done anything. We haven't uh, 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 filed that yet. Um, We just filed another brief in Maine where where they threw off all the libertarian voters. We're trying to get them put back on. And uh, we actually feel really good about the chances in that one. So we'll see where that goes. Um, and then every other Tuesday, I spend two hours calling Libertarian members uh, al- almost at random uh, all over the country just to kind of hear their thoughts and, and hear what's going on. And, and honestly, I, I find out more about what's going on through through that than anything else. Um, but, you know, that's what HQ is up to on the ground. Libertarians are doing a whole ton of important stuff, raising important issues. Uh, fighting the good fight and getting ready for 21 and 22, where I hope we run record numbers of candidates and get record numbers of them elected.
0: Fingers crossed. And and you know what they say? Sometimes less is more. <laughs> I say that because, Joe, originally I reached out to you to talk about less, which is the libertarian elected support system. And now I got my my libertarian party email and I started to read this and I said, oh, this is a fantastic idea, because candidly, one of the uh, main issues that I've been trying to focus on has been how do we not only start to focus on these more local and state elections, but then also foster these local and state elections to build up a a coalition of libertarian elected officials and lo and behold here we are at lp national and we are starting to roll out such a system so talk to us what is less libertarian elected support system
1: well we've got over 200 local elected libertarians across the country about half of them are in partisan office um and then of course we have our two state legislators marshall burt in wyoming and john andrews in maine and something I heard a lot when I was running for chair was um, something we were missing was a support network for our elected officials so they can communicate with each other. Because libertarians who are in elected office are like all libertarians, in which we're kind of lone wolves. We kind of know what we want to do, and we're taking on a lot of people who we've got to persuade and convince and 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 bring them along and. Uh, you know, I talked with Jeff Hewitt, uh, our supervisor in Riverside County, a lot on this. And, uh, you know, he's one of five people on the board there. It's him, a Democrat and three Republicans. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got to turn on all the charm and good looks and persuasion that he has. Uh, but he's got a good rapport with the Democrat on, on the, uh, on the County County commission there. And, uh, once the two of them get together, they just need one more vote and whatever they do is law. And, uh, you know, having some way for people to bounce ideas off each other, bounce messaging off each other, bounce issues that they've run up against, against each other. Uh, it, it really would be a big value add so that libertarians in elected office feel less alone. I, I didn't intend that pun, uh, but, but feel, <laughs> feel more connected and and they're able to work together on stuff. So uh, it's kind of in the beta stage right now. And we're, we're going to do a big launch in, uh, in February later this month. Um we've we've i've asked uh trish butler who's one of our city council members in tennessee and sid dowd who's uh up in montana to be the co-chairs of it they're two of our uh one of our two libertarian elected officials of the 200 across the country and uh and to set it up and uh and and to help bring everybody in so it's a it's a bit of a closed door thing because it's only for elected officials uh so that they feel comfortable communicating and talking with each other Mm. but making sure that we're uh You know, it's not just November election day, you got elected. Good job. We'll see you next election. But we're actually helping them do the best job they can as libertarian elected officials. It's also a sign of progress for the party because uh, this is not something we had to worry about uh, even as late as uh, two years ago because we really didn't have all that many elected officials to, to support. Yeah. Uh so it's it's a it's a it's a good sign that uh this is a problem that we now have and and can address. i a say good
0: problem to have and the part that you you uh specifically touched on that I as the you know the, the sales brain kind of was like, "Oh, was the being able to talk about what was working, right? And that's I think one of the things we should be talking about across the board, uh, you know, whether it's specifically looking here at the hierarchy of the Libertarian Party, but also if you're a Libertarian Republican, you know, I say small L Libertarian Republican, and you're out there like, let's figure out what's working. What are the issues that are resonating with people? Are there are there issues that we can kind of see are across the board? Are there hyper specific geographic areas? Are there cause based issues that we can focus on? And And how can we approach those conversations? And, and actually be the problem solvers, right? So it, I'm glad to hear that that's one of the main focuses. Now, let me ask you this. How are we going to be able to help with um, obviously getting more of, uh, more, more of less, <laughs> if, you, if you will? Because we obviously want to see less grow and have that 200 base of libertarians increase to 400, to, to 800, right? So how yeah. will we be able to help those uh, libertarians out there who are looking at a running for elected office to kind of be on board with what's the messaging? How can they, uh, I guess, stay up to date with what's actually working? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, two big initiatives this year, which will also be announced soon. So this is a bit of an exclusive because uh, we haven't even announced one of these yet, um, uh, uh, especially. Um, So uh, a lot of libertarians know Kara Schultz, who's our candidate specialist on LPHQ staff, does an amazing job. Um, We're rolling out a... uh, she does a lot of classes and and, and trainings on, on how to be a good candidate, be a good campaign manager, and, and uh, uh, do all the different functions on, on campaigns. We're adding a bunch of additional classes to fill in some of the gaps that were out there, uh, revamping a lot of the materials in the existing classes, um, and wrapping it all together with a certification program. So uh, if you take all of the classes, uh, you can be a certified libertarian campaign operative. Um, and be able to take that onto onto different campaigns um and uh so you know, she's very excited about that I'm very excited about that and we're we're just kind of putting the finishing touches on the curriculum and we'll be doing the announcement soon on that and then uh coupled with that uh, uh many of you know who Apollo who apol our 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 campaigns consultant and uh his big project, of course, is the Libertarian Frontier Project, which helped us elect Marshall Burt to the Wyoming Legislature last November and got a number of people very close. and And that's a uh, it's kind of a getting away from this waiting for lightning to strike approach with running campaigns and really rolling up our sleeves, getting good data, knocking on a lot of doors, getting messaging that works and resonates with the um, the electorate in, in the district and targeting our districts uh, for for uh, ones that can really help. And national puts in some resources uh, and state party puts in resources. And of course the candidates put in resources mm. and uh, what we're gonna be doing. So we're hoping to do a lot more state uh, legislative races in 2022, elect uh, a lot more. And then for 2021, uh, a lot of local races. So we're gonna be taking a lot of the people graduating from Kara Schultz's trainings and putting them into local campaigns. Um, to help run, uh, be field directors, communications directors, campaign managers, and uh, give people not just classroom experience, but also real on the ground experience running campaigns, because you really need both to be successful campaign operatives. So we're hoping to enter 2022 with good candidates, good staff ready to, to go into candidates, and our infrastructure built up to support that and elect a whole bunch of more state legislators. So if you're thinking about running for office as a libertarian or Helping uh, helping elect somebody as a libertarian, uh, we've got all those opportunities to so reach out to Kara, reach out to Apollo, uh, reach out to me.
0: It's great to hear we have resources, right? Because that's been one of the things I've really been looking for: is how can we help get these local candidates at least a- an idea of how to be a candidate, right? I mean, I had Larry Sharp on the show back a-, a couple months ago, and we were talking about the ideas of you know you have your libertarian activists, which is great, but also. Yeah. Then there's to be a candidate. How how can you take that activist sentiment and then hyper specifically apply whatever your activist role is to wherever the main issue is to your community, right? And then to be able to be that candidate, to be that communicator of ideas to people beyond just being the rah rah activist out there, which obviously that role is needed. Um, but you know to be able to actually win people over to sell, not just an idea but to sell the, the the really the value of the the solutions that we're offering i think it's going to be key and uh, now i got to play devil's advocate right because one of the the pushbacks we've heard from lp national has been well the messaging is great if we're going to be focusing on local elections i think that's encouraged but what about from on high uh, i know one of the biggest um complaints has been well you know you look at the twitter page or you look at the facebook page you know there's ample opportunity to be doing things in this certain way and you'll see on facebook or twitter many different uh arguments of what they think that the 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 Twitter should be looking like, or the messaging mm-hmm. should be looking like. So I guess, what is the approach to, to messaging going forward here in 2021 from LP national? How are we, I guess, articulating a libertarian idea to a populist right now that I'd say is a little weary looking at liberty, um, especially coming after a, a weird 2020 where, you know, government uh, intervention in our lives was being argued as the saving grace by many uh, in the the news media and many in the, the government existing. So how can yeah. we really, you know, counter that? And what's going to be, I guess, the approach uh, for marketing going forward?
1: It's a big question, but it's an important question. And I certainly see the. Uh, the opportunity for us. We've been inundated since the, um, attack on the Capitol on January 6th, we've been absolutely overwhelmed with Republicans kind of deciding that's not, they're done with the Republican party. They were, you know, hoping that there would be a break with Trump and that doesn't seem to be materializing. If anything, they seem to be digging in to be more loyal than ever to him, even though he's out of office and so, um, we, I mean, we've been inundated with uh, people signing up, people giving. Um, our January fundraising for LP National was 20% above what it was in January, excuse me, 30% above what it was in January 2020. And 2020 was an election year. Usually we see a drop-off in, 20, in the year after the presidential election year, um, and we're seeing quite the opposite. And, uh, I mean, I, we've been talking with a lot of, you know, former Republican donors, former Republican office holders, um, who've, um, you know, they're, they're done, uh, with the Republican party and, uh, you know, it's, and it's precisely the right moment when we're stepping forward, being more credible, electing more people, um, providing that opportunity. Um, so, you know, how do we reach that people? Honestly, it's success is our best marketing technique. Um, showing that we can win elections, showing that libertarians in elected office do great things. Um, So I think there's a big focus on that. Um, But, you know, we obviously need other types of marketing as well. And uh, something that I'm very proud that we managed to usher through this most recent LNC budget is adding a communications director. Um, And we, uh, you know, I think we've had one in the past, but we certainly haven't had one in a few years. I think it shows. Um, you know, no, no disrespect to, to, you know, we're always having to juggle different priorities and, and this required some really hard choices. Um, cause the LP national budget is not gigantic in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but, but, you know, I consider this a priority and, and we had to kind of shave and cut some other things in order to, to get some room for this. Um, so we're going to have a, a, you know, a full-time dedicated person thinking about our marketing and our outreach and our messaging. Uh, which maybe sounds like a no brainer, but, uh, you know, it, it took this it, until this LNC to, to make that happen. So we're in the middle of hiring right now. I've got, uh, let me get, grab the right folder here. Um, so we've got lots of applicants. Uh, we're going through them. I'm hoping to get it done this month. Um, so we have someone on board, uh, you know, certainly no later than, than early March. So we can get going on all of this stuff. Um. But, you know, the main thing that, that we'll want out of this person is um, providing talking points for our activists who may want to use them. You know, nobody's required to use anything, but uh, on, on key issues of the day, um, tracking what's going on legislatively um, and making sure that, uh, you know, we're all connected on a lot of this stuff. And it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to, uh, there's a lot of people who think like we, uh, we will live and die on our Twitter account. Um, but you know, my response to that is to make sure that we I, I always try to remember that our audience is not only fellow libertarians. Um, if our goal is to elect people, we have to reach out far beyond uh, you know, the one or two or three percent that may be in in the bubble following everything. Uh Marshall Burt won 53% in his district to become an elected libertarian in Wyoming. Our ideas can build a majority can win a majority, uh, when we message them the right way. Um, and so, you know, that means not every tweet is going to have to reference, you know, checklist, every libertarian thing. Um, it's important that our messaging be principled and that it stick to it. But, um, I mean, we've got to have messaging that resonates with a larger audience to build a a broad majority and and that's where the focus is going to be. Um, so, you know, I guess there's some people who's upset that I'm not spending my time, um, you know, on Twitter all day, bad mouthing people that I don't have the party account, uh, picking fights with people on social media, um, and you know, frankly, that was the difference between me and my opponent um, in the chairs race, and and me and my predecessor in the chairs race, and um, you know, I've always been upfront that I don't think that's the messaging that that I want to ha- see happen. I want to see a positive case for a libertarian future and libertarian solutions put forward and, and that's what I'm gonna orient the messaging around.
0: I, I will say it has been extremely refreshing to not see LP national uh Twitter account just like randomly adding somebody and I'm like what well what, what? Why what we're doing this? Like this is happening? And so that's that's been very, very refreshing. So thank you first and foremost for, for getting that <laughs> that, that yeah. discussed it and that corrected. And, and I will say it is good to know that we do have some focus now on messaging because, I mean, you think of any good organization that's trying to sell a particular product, and I would say in this case the the, the product is trying to get these candidates into office to, at the end of the day, enact liberty policy into, into law, right? In, into action. And if, if we're able to, you know, look at this as You're giving marketing, you're giving resources now to the salespeople to to now leverage when you're going out and making the sale to people, you know, instead of just having, you know, how many thousands of different libertarian candidates out there with, with thousands of different messaging to be able to at least have one or two, you know, solid points we can look back to solid bullet points that we can say this is when at the end of the day we're reflecting back to what does it mean to be a libertarian on these core issues here we go and and make it so it's easy to understand don't don't go you know leading and, the charge with aggression. i don't want to
1: overstate it i mean candidates have always and will always be able to pick their messaging that they want to focus on oh, for, for, for sure. their campaign and um you know, be, be able to emphasize the the issues, particularly the local ones that resonate the most with their voters. Um, what I'm mainly talking about um, is the broader themes as well as providing resources for people. So if, you know, say, you know, in your district, criminal justice, immigration and school choice are the top three issues and you need resources and facts and numbers at your fingertips to be able to do that one national will be able to provide that. But my view generally has been that, um, you know, sometimes I get messages saying, like, what is nationals? Uh, response to this and it's uh you know it, I usually give a friendly answer but in my head I'm like you're a libertarian why are you waiting for a central authority to tell you what to think on something and <laughs> uh, but you know we we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll still provide that and you know in addition to the communications director another position that we've created some budget room for that we're hiring for and that's my other folder a little bit a little bit slimmer but still got a lot of applicants for it's an activism coordinator um, to help provide some of these resources on common themes that we can work, uh, work on nationally, Um, lobbying days, uh, protest days, um, particular um, efforts to to push on certain issues. So, you know, libertarians have always been, we've always been the vanguard on important social change and economic change issues. Um, And we're really all that's left because the Democrats all they really have as an answer to anything is create a new program, spend more money, borrow more money. Um, and Republicans, uh, I, you know, I don't even think they really even have answers other than whatever Trump wants them to do. Um, whereas libertarians, we actually have real solutions to, to all the problems that are facing. And we just got to find ways of communicating that to people. I mean, we've got answers on, on education, on immigration, on COVID response, on, uh, civil society, on criminal justice, uh, you name it, we've got it out there. And, um, you know, libertarians uh, were, were eager to, to tell everybody we can find about this. We want to make sure that we have avenues to, to make stuff happen so that like what happened in Indiana with this week where we rallied libertarians, not just in Indiana, but across the country to push back against that ballot access threat. Uh, and, you know, we rev that up over the weekend and we're able on Friday. It was going to on Thursday. It looked like it was going to pass by Monday. It was dead. Um, that's how quickly we were able to do that. Indiana. The state party has done a lot of spent a lot of effort building up that infrastructure, and now I want to frankly copy that and be able to do that uh, across the country.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say one thing, Joe, that you, you did bring up that it I think that you should be more focused upon is is more so not you know, the saying. Well, here's what the kids have to, to say, right? It's it's more so saying. Here's how to take these, these solutions, right, that we we can go until we're blue in the face talking about the solutions all day long, but to actually sell the ideas to people in a solutions-based way, to, to say, okay, tell me what your problems are, and instead of leading with, you know, criminal justice reform as the solution to the problem – Start to, to tell stories. Start to, to use how has our solution helped other people, or you know how you, you use the story of you know restorative justice, or um you know trying to do something like reintegration into society, whatever it may be, and use those stories to then build the case. And you know it's, it's like the Ben Shapiro facts don't care about your feelings, and I say well, well yeah, but but feelings sell. People actually will make their decisions. All the time on emotion and then rationalize afterwards with logic and reason. So how do we enter into those conversations when they're already making those impulse decisions in in that emotional mindset and get them to look at us as that credible resource and and that credible advisor, right? Because in sales, the obvious thing we want to do is become that constant trusted advisor where they're coming back every single time saying, listen, you solved my problem here. I think you're going to solve my problem here, here, and here going forward. I'm going to look to you for help now. So I'm asking, I guess... To, to all libertarian candidates out there to think, like, how can we, instead of just showing how right we are all the time, right, because we we have the stacks and stacks of books that just reaffirm how right we are, and we can regurgitate them, you know, on demand. But how do we then articulate the value that those books have, the value that those solutions have to real people? And it, It's encouraging, right, to see that we are going to be having, you know, at least now the infrastructure in place to help facilitate that actually happening.
1: And it, it's hard. It's a skill. Um, and it's not always a natural one for a lot of libertarians. Um, but it really does pay dividends when we develop it and, you know, take here in DC, I'm, the, I'm in Washington, DC. And, um, in 2016 2018, uh, my husband and I both put ourselves on the ballot for races here in DC to help keep our ballot access. So we needed 3% of the vote roughly. And, uh, uh, I got six, he got eight. So it proves who's the more popular one, <laughs> but the you know, it, Libertarians are only half a percent of the registered voters in the District of Columbia. Well, they were now, probably even less back then. We've seen a big voter registration surge in the last uh, two years, uh, not just in D.C., but across the country. But, you know, so bracket that. Um, so, you know, who are the other seven and a half percent that voted for libertarian candidates, even though they do not personally self-identify as a libertarian? Um well, you know, I know a couple of people. I don't think I know that many people uh, in DC, but you know, m- maybe a couple of votes from that. But um, in talking with people, by and large, a lot of the reason people voted uh, for Libertarian was um, I mean, we, we got a lot of uh, Democrats who don't want an all Democratic city council. Um, so they voted Libertarian because uh, they want to make sure that there's a different voice at the table. Um, and, you know, we had very empathetic messaging. We got a fair amount of, uh, of news coverage of our race. So we were able to find avenues to to get the word out on what we wanted to do. And we were offering something different. Um, so, you know, right now, housing is a big issue in the District of Columbia. And, uh, you know, somebody wants to build something. And there is uh, 18 different ways that people can try to stop the building from happening. Um so, you know, for instance, up the street from me here, somebody wanted to redo their porch and, you know, needed to get all these permits and all these permissions from all of these entities and battle it out and litigation and everything just to be able to do it. And uh, I mean, we talked about how that was wrong and and the attorney general, which is what I was running for, should be intervening on the side of property owners who want to do battle with all these homeowners associations and busybodies and 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 NIMBYs who want to prevent people from building on their own property, building improvements on their own property. And uh, that resonates and it resonates with more than just libertarians. And there's nothing unprincipled about that. Um, You know, we're we're still talking about libertarian issues. We're still talking about principles. Uh, We're just doing it in a way that really connects with people because this can have a real impact. Um, uh, Being able to build uh, more housing means lower rental prices. It means, uh, more community improvements. It means uh, more jobs and a, a better economy, and it means higher property values for people that do own 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 property. Um, so you know, like I said, it, it, we can go through this exercise with all 100 or 200 issues that are in vogue right now. But it it's a skill, and and it's something that um, uh, I think we can do better on as libertarians because uh, you know it's not just about finding all of the people who already agree with us on everything because that doesn't win a winner you know a majority election um we've got to find a way to get people aligned with us on the issues that matter and we shouldn't feel like that's a losing proposition because i feel like we're on the winning side and polling seems to indicate we're on the winning side of all the major issues right now um it's the democrats and the republicans that are trying to uh to demonstrate that, that they're, uh, they have value. And I mean, that's why they go negative all the time, because they can't offer a positive vision that resonates with the majority of voters. So all they can do is say, vote for us so the other guy, other guy doesn't win. Um, whereas we don't have to do that. We can actually talk about positive value and solutions.
0: And now the the golden question, right, as we, of course, are getting ready to wrap up the show, that is the future of the Libertarian Party, because, I mean, Alpha in the Room, we've seen um, the Mises Caucus, they are growing leaps and bounds, especially over the past few months, I've noticed um, in their their group, their pack has been going up exponentially, it seems like over the past month or so with, with new donations. So there's a, a fervor, it seems like, not just to your point, in LP National by and large, but also in groups like, you know, the, the LP Mises Caucus. So I'm curious, Joe, kind of what's the direction of the, the libertarian party? Because to your point, there does seem to be this desire, because I think everybody's kind of identifying this, this grand problem that we need to be better communicators. And I think we have a lot of different people now taking the charge to say, we are the ones who are the best communicators. Um, so I'm curious, where do you think, you know, as we head into 2022, the Libertarian Party National Committee will end up? And I guess as we head into 2024, how will that impact our messaging into that election?
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, I always follow the data and follow what works and try different things and invest in success and everything. So uh, Marshall Burt winning that worked. Trisha Butler winning that worked. Jeff Hewitt winning that worked. Um, so you know, all else equal, we're going to follow those types of strategies and, uh, invest in the infrastructure and the messaging and, and what it takes to get people elected. And, you know, there are libertarians out there who, um, really want just the one, it, it's very, you know, we have a history of it in the movement, actually, in my second speech to the LNC, uh, my second chair's report, I went into detail on it. Um, but there's a tendency to want the easy solution. Um, all we need is the one book. All we need is the one um, Super Bowl ad. All we need is the one person who's a gifted communicator. And all of our problems will be solved. And they will you know, awaken 90% of the population. And we won't have to do the hard work of phone banking and collecting data and training candidates and asking for votes one by one. Um, I fully get why that's an appealing thing. Um, but you know, if if that if that was all it took, I think we would have found that by now. And it really just takes lots of hard work. And so, you know, my chairship and what I ran on and what I will run on next time is is about helping us do that hard work. And, you know, if if there I, I have no doubt there will be a candidate running for chair who says we don't need to do that hard work. Or that hard work. Yeah, that's important. But what we really need to do is, um, you know, tweet more and that will solve all our problems. Or what we really need to do is um, all get behind this one person and whatever they want us to do. And that will solve all of our problems. Um, I'm always very skeptical of solutions like that. I feel like as a libertarian, I'm skeptical of solutions like that. Um, You know, no central authorities or dictatorial figures or anything like that. Uh, instead following the free market and competition and seeing where that takes us but you know that's why we elect the chair every two years so that we can have these uh, very important strategic debates and and talk about where we want to go um, but you know I see the successes that that we're having as, as very effective and you know you talked about one caucus all the caucuses are growing very dramatically registrations are going dramatically and and you know I see the numbers of where people come from and Uh, I think people have a reason to, uh, you know, obviously a a self-interested reason to uh, self-promote themselves. But, uh, you know, it's it's coming from all all sorts of different ways.
0: Less is more. Joe Bishop Henchman, chair of the Libertarian Party. Where can folks go ahead and follow you specifically if they want to keep up to date what's happening in your uh, your circle of influence? Obviously, LP National for uh, the uh, the headquarter, but for you specifically, sir.
1: I've got a Facebook group um, that I, I kind of post updates on. Um, if you search my name, it, it should pop up. And then, of course, um, sign up at lp.org slash join. And uh, you get all sorts of emails and updates and stuff from us, including some of our exciting initiatives, some of which I previewed here.
0: Like less. that's where I learned about less yep. because less is more. Joe Bishop-Penchman, chair of the Libertarian Party. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you, Brian. E-A-B-L-E-S. Ebels. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers the evil story began with the search for something natural to help manage chronic migraines but evil's helps more than just migraines from managing chronic pain anxiety depression and more evil's is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs and yours truly brian nichols here on the brian nichols show can indeed vouch for the quality of evil's having a herniated disc in my back Whew. coupled with years of sports injuries I was struggling to find something, anything, to help manage my pain. That is until Ebel's, with the best quality product and customer service in the industry, Ebel's broad spectrum CBD oil and Ebel's freeze gel easily stand above all the competition. And right now, Ebel's is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nickel Show audience on all orders. All you have to do is head to ebel's.com and use promo code TB. NS The Brian Nichols show, right? TBNS at checkout. That's it. Discount applied. Again, the code is TBNS at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality CBD on the market. One more time. That is code TBNS at checkout. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with the chair of the Libertarian Party, Joe Bishop Henchman. Thank you, Joe, for joining the show. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, or if you found some information interesting or insightful, heck, if you feel that you're leaving today's episode educated, enlightened, and informed, then please, again, do me a favor, share today's episode with family and friends and make sure you tag me at liberty on Facebook, Twitter, minds.com, and yes, parlor.com. Also, email me if you want to say hi, brian at briannicholsshow.com. If you've not had the chance yet, please head over to, uh, Apple Podcast, give us a five-star rating. Folks, you know the drill. We don't charge you a single dime here at The Brian Nichols Show. We come back three times a week to give you guys three phenomenal episodes. And yes, I am 1000% thankful for every single download. And I appreciate every single uh, review that I get from you guys, which yes, it is Friday. And I want to go ahead and read another review. Today's review says the following. It says, Brian, does a great job of choosing interesting relevant topics and bringing on guests who offer unique perspectives To the discussion, a very high-quality podcast dynamic show. Five stars, Bobby Rich in the building. Thank you so much, Bobby, for uh, the five-star rating and review. If you want to hear your review right on air, please go ahead to Apple Podcasts, get that five-star rating and review in. If you want to make sure I don't miss it, go ahead and email to me, brian at Show.com. So coming up here into the next week, well, folks, yes, make sure you're hitting the subscribe button because, of course, we have three Three phenomenal episodes coming up. Starting on Monday, we are joined talking about climate change. That's right. I think we're looking over at Texas right now and thinking, huh, maybe we need to be, I don't know, more energy independent. Well, Jack Kerfoot is joining the Brian Nichols Show uh, to discuss uh, why (laughs) we should be focusing on being uh, energy independent. He is the author of the book, Fueling America, an insider's journey. So Jack joins us on Monday to discuss climate change and energy independence coming up here on Wednesday. We are joined by Olivia Ronda. Now, Olivia uh, is well-known within the greater, um, I'd say, liberty movement, focusing on cultural issues. And yes, focusing on that, being a black conservative slash libertarian and bringing those uh, perspectives to the table. What can we learn from Olivia in terms of issues that we can talk about that actually matter to the people that we're trying to reach? And those are people outside of our movement Uh, and right now focusing on issues like criminal justice reform economics there's a lot of things folks that we learned from Olivia so it's a great conversation to learn about that and then ending our conversations next week we're uh, having a great conversation with Kanan Vitolo now Kanan um, is well known uh, from all his work doing memes uh, over being libertarian but also uh, helping get the libertarian messaging out there because uh, well it's a a funny uh, tongue in cheek expression but yes modern problems do require modern solutions and really one of the things in sales is how do we pique people's interests well can has been able to master the art of being able to take very hard to understand ideas and break them down into uh, very fun and easy to digest memes. So I uh, get to hear uh, how uh, you can go ahead and learn to get some of those skills and use them in your own life. Uh, yes, go ahead. Make sure you're hitting subscribe so you don't miss that awesome conversation with Canon on Friday. So yes, we have three great conversations. Scott, Olivia, and Kanan come up here next week. So make sure you're hitting subscribe and not missing a single episode. But folks, it's been an absolute blast here. Thank you for joining us here on another fun-filled episode of The Brian Nichols Show. So with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off for Joe Bishop Henchman. We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.
0: Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.